Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello, and welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. The topic for today is leading with a compass. We have Helen Norris, who is the Chief Information Officer with Chapman University. Hi, Helen. How are you? I'm good, Sanjog. How about yourself? Oh, great, great. I think uh, holiday season is in the swing, and, uh, you know, the things are not slowing down for us, but still, no. it's, it, it's, it's a fun time, I'd say, looking forward to the next year, and uh, that's what I can say at this time. Yeah. How about you? How, how's, how's your uh, university and your environment going? Uh, things are going well. Uh, getting to the end of the year, it's, it's interesting to watch students prepare for their final exams, and it's, it's good. Um, it's a good reminder for us as professionals to, to look back on our own year and what we've accomplished and to think about what we want to accomplish next year. It's nice to have that season um, to, to help remind us of, uh, uh, to, to be thoughtful. Yeah, and, and you, you're so right about it because, you know, the, one of the topic, this topic that we picked is because um, we are looking at, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, is there's overall faster uh, future ahead is what people are saying. And then there is turbulence. Turbulence necessarily doesn't mean that it is a negative connotation. It's like things shifting. And there is turbulence and there is faster future ahead with so much change. What do you do in terms of moving ahead? Because it's almost like it reminds me of a Boy Scout, uh, you know, (laughs) someone going on a hiking trail you could say that, okay, we will somehow figure out where we are going by using mm-hmm. a compass. You don't necessarily, you're not going on a treasure hunt, right? So where you have a map. So if you are to work with a compass, means the person who's leading the troops has to behave, has to think, has to approach, uh, you know, whatever they're doing differently. And here the context is IT. So as IT leaders, if you were to lead with a compass, what does it do to our own mindset? How do we get people to be inspired and, and everything else that comes with it? So towards that, the first question that comes up is, can you truly or how well can we as IT leaders set a vision and a strategy in this shifting, turbulent and a fast moving environment? Well, you know, that's a great question, Sanjog. I think there's a maybe a perception or maybe there used to be a mythology that we could as leaders go into a room and write down our vision and our strategy and, and bring it forward and then it's a, as you pointed out it's a map and we, we just follow it this way and, and that's just not true um, when we look at IT leaders as what our vision and our strategy has to be we have to consider two two major pieces. We have to consider the external environment, and we also have to consider the context of our organization. I, I would say one of the things I see as an IT leader is not only is the technology world changing really quickly, really fast, and things coming up that we never thought about five years ago, but our organizations are also changing more quickly than um, uh, we might have thought about in the past. So thinking about the technology, 
uh, I, I can think of a good example um, it, that impacts universities and other businesses. We may have set our directions around how we process credit cards for student payments, or, or a business may set their direction about how they take payments from their customers online. But as an IT leader, we have to have some flexibility there and watch what's happening in in the technology community. I, I, I can't, I'm not an expert on Bitcoin, so I hope we don't have a conversation about that today. But I need to know that these things are on the horizon. I can't set my plan around how I'm going to protect credit cards in, in my environment and not think about the fact that students in the, right now use Venmo and in the future we're going to have Bitcoin as something that we have to take. So as an IT leader, when I'm developing the vision, around that technology, I have to be constantly scanning the environment for what's coming next. Uh, I think the second... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, the second thing I want to say is that as IT leaders, uh, it's really important for us to be very plugged in to our organizations also and into our organizational organizations strategic planning processes. We're no longer, you know, the the utility in the back room. We're critical to the success of the business. So one of the most important things that we can do as leaders for our organization is really be engaged, for our IT organizations, is really be engaged outside the IT organization. We have to be working with our colleagues within our institutions so we know what the uh, long-term plans are for the institutions, what the changes are that are coming to the business so that we can position IT best uh, to anticipate those changes and to uh, plan for them. So let's compare this to building, say, a castle. Someone Mm -hmm. who is drawing the blueprint, Mm -hmm. some other people are laying the bricks, and Mm -hmm. some other people will actually be living in it. None of them today seem to be having an idea what that castle will be look like where we will live and what type mm-hmm. of material will be needed because the environment that you're referring to would be entirely different than what it used to face in the past. So you're mm-hmm. talking about the material changing, the people who's gonna, who are going to occupy it is changing, and the people who are thinking of the shape of the castle is changing, which is the business, the very customer, and the technology people if they were the ones supposed to be understood as either the architect or the ones laying the bricks. So if you were to draw analogy, that one, and and then compare that and what's happening on the ground with IT, dealing with business and the customers, what would that look like? Isn't, aren't we all, all, not confused, but are we not in a state of constant flux, which is an oxymoron perhaps? We are in a state of constant flux. I I agree. And and the other thing I would say, I love your castle analogy. In addition, um, when we built castles, we built them for protection. And so, you know, the things we used to do in the past, build a moat to protect the the castle, the threats coming from outside the castle are, are different to what they used to be, too. So, you know, we have to think about not just the people in the castle, but the people outside. So I think the best way to address um, one of the, the technology or techniques we can use to address the constant flux is to make sure that we're all engaged in the conversation. If I'm drawing the plans for the castle and I'm not speaking to the people who are 
living, who are going to be living in the castle, and I'm not looking outside the castle to see who the invaders are, you know, I'm going to draw the wrong plans. So it's very important for us to be constantly engaged with um, our, our castle mates and our external um, stakeholders, too. And it gets back to, you know, even the concept of the castle. Once you build something in brick, it's pretty hard to change it. And I do think that one of the things we've done in IT in the past when we built things, um, enterprise kind of systems, we think of them as lasting 10 years and it not being agile. And that may not be the right approach for us anymore. That we may need to be built. I don't know how we build a castle in the cloud. Uh, maybe with Legos, need, right? So maybe use yeah. Legos for castle. Where Legos you can shift is a things castle, out. yeah. And so have the ability to, to be able to, to change a, a little bit more quickly than we used to be and, and be willing to step away from something that we've put a lot of time into if it turns out that a change is coming that's going to make that, um, that castle be a little bit less effective than it used to be. And, and so what you, what you just mentioned where in order to tackle, like when you said constant flux, we at least need to communicate with each other. Now imagine yeah. you're communicating with others who themselves are not sure where we ought to be going. Mm-hmm. They know where they are going. You know we are going, but somewhere, but not exactly what it should be. Or is that should supposed to be totally removed from our dictionary because we will just live one day at a time? Well, I don't think we can quite live one day at a time uh, because we, it, it's, it's very difficult, I think, to be quite that agile. But we also can't live with five-year plans like perhaps we used to have in the past or, or long-term uh, plans. So a, a kind of a shorter-term plan that has the ability to change something that you review on a more frequent basis. You know, you put something in place, but you evaluate it on a, uh, every six months instead of every five years, I, I think, is a way that we can go. I, I do think um, as we make plans or as our businesses make plans, disruptors come along, and I think that that's where businesses get into, into, um, into trouble and into problems. When a disruptor comes along... I think we really have to see what impact that makes on our strategy and on our plans and be able to change those plans uh, to address the new threat that's come along or the new disruption that's come along. So while I'm not suggesting that we go kind of one day at a time without a plan, I am suggesting that we have plans um, that are fluid or that we can adjust as the conditions that we're living in change. Does that make sense? It, yeah, so so you you made a point now where my mind would go here, or the way I would like to challenge this is if you do anything short term, that means you're not allowing yourself to do creative destruction, which means making way for the new. You end up forcing yourself to building a, a newer, but maybe a better, incrementally better mousetrap, which did not allow you to really position. For the changed state, you are appear. You, you you may be or anyone who is working in this mode may be just focusing on handling the change versus whatever you are becoming today. Whatever different type of bricks or mortar you're going to use, is it really going to make you 
compatible with the changed state. Mm-hmm. So, so if 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 we say I'm not going to live by the day, I'll, I'm going to live in the short term at least have some way to say, okay, this is a, a strategy for the quarter, or say strategy for the next six months. But if I do that, and if my eyes are only set on that, I'm not going to totally drop any systems or applications or processes because I know I cannot fundamentally rebuild them again in that shorter time. So it will always be urgent over important. But how do you get over that uh, predicament and bite the bullet and do certain things which are important and it will also position you appropriately for the future? That's what we have to explore. But before we get into it, let's take a few minutes to think about it. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, uh, Helen, here the situation is we always keep talking about, oh, my God, I have legacy systems and applications mm-hmm. I have to deal with or the processes. We are not ready for it. But every time when we think, we think quarter at a time. And I understand that there may be reasons why you do it. But then when will we ever rip and replace certain things which are not going to be relevant in due course or they may be eating into our otherwise growth and profitability? And anything that you're trying to change in terms of systems or processes or tools or techniques, all of them take time. So you can, if we only say three months at a time, then God bless us, we will never be able to get to a point where we can say, yes, I have the tools and processes and the, uh, you know, like in, in, in that castle analogy and somebody laying bricks, I don't have the right equipment to do what I'm supposed to do. How do you deal with this? 
Well, that's a great question. I think it comes down to, you know, we get very focused in IT on the urgent situation that's ahead of us. And and one of the things I think we have to do as IT leaders is try to balance the immediate and the urgent with the uh, important and long-term. Certainly when you're running a kind of a legacy system, if your legacy system is a payroll system, uh, people have to get paid. You know, so if you have an urgent situation, you have to deal with it and and correct that situation and make sure payroll gets out. But too often we get so focused on the urgent, we're not really looking at the long-term. Perhaps we need to be doing our payroll in a whole different way to use your, you know, it's kind of in your castle analogy, a whole different tool to ensure we no longer have these urgent problems. So I think we have to very... um, deliberately set aside time and set aside an approach uh, to focusing on the long term and the need to do, as you called it, rip and replace, uh, be thinking about what the what the long-term answer is. I, I feel as IT people, because we do have genuine situations where we have to deal with urgent, um, situa- urgent problems, we start to think of everything as an urgent problem. So I would like to challenge us to not always jump to the, the everything that's urgent isn't important. And so be deliberate about when you respond to an urgent situation and be deliberate around setting aside time for the long-term pieces. Sometimes I would say those two things are different skill sets. A person who's great at handling the emergency and handling uh, the urgent problem, that may be the place that you have that person focus, but also Make sure that you have people on your team who are better at the vision, the technology vision, and um, figuring out how to replace legacy systems and legacy business processes so that you can be better positioned in the future to not have to always deal with those urgent uh, situations. If we don't disrupt ourselves, I think somebody else is going to come in and disrupt us. So... It's, it's something we have to take on. So when you say that you have to take on, who needs to bless it? Because on one hand, you've been told to watch the penny, every penny that is being uh, spent. And yes, they talk about innovation, some of that. But then you also are not uh, able to make a case because as soon as you use the word long term, mm-hmm. there, there, there is someone challenging that to say, what do you mean long term? There is no long term today. So it becomes mm-hmm. like a catch-22. So why would someone at the top, like say executive management, agree to that rip and replace or a, um, I would say uh, an impactful creative destruction mm-hmm. when you do not have a way to explain to them what's coming next? And, and, and to that end, the speed, that is the variety, the volume and the velocity of change that is coming. How do you explain, make a case, and what do you give those executive management folks to help you help them? 
Yeah, I think that's it's it's very important to have those conversations at the uh, most senior level. As I mentioned earlier, I think that that's the value that the IT leader brings is uh, the ability to engage in those conversations at the top. I, I would say, in fact, um, my experience is that our leaders at the top really want to challenge the IT organization to be more agile. Uh, I think what our goal, you know, they know that change is coming. It's pretty um, obvious. It's pretty easy for them to see where disruptions have happened in other industries. A lot of times those disruptions based on technology and it's, it's as an IT leader, we can leverage those lessons uh, into our own industry. Uh, you know, we can think about whether it's the, the Amazon or the Uber and how they've really disrupted some of the other industries and how we can be prepared within our own industry uh, for those coming disruptions. Um, I, I think where the challenge is, I find that our leaders would love for us to be putting in new systems. What they don't like is the cost and really, and I'm not talking just about dollars out the door, the cost, but the also the people cost of, of doing a, a rip and replace uh, or a, a wholesale change of our systems. So I think it's my job as an IT leader um, to really help them understand what the true costs of a major change of a system are, uh, both in, in terms of what we're going to spend, but also the cost to the organization. Um, I, I think sometimes there's a perception that you just buy a new system and you put it in and it will change everything in the organization, but it really is about changing the culture and the business processes um, and really the change management piece in the organization is the um, most most important thing to to look at. That's where, you know, that variety of change and the volume of change is really impactful. It, it's actually outside the IT organization on our colleagues around the in, um, institution that, that are using our, our new tools and our new systems. And so our ability to lead well has to extend beyond IT and into the business side of our, our organizations. So what you shared was uh, the, the responsibility, the shoulds, right? Basically what we should yeah. be doing when it's reality on the ground. So maybe you would have had uh, cases where you went ahead and tried to get these other leaders to agree with you and or the business unit leaders to allow you to change everything so you can retrain or, or someone can retrain their staff and for that for it to be a good investment maybe before even the the systems are put in place you ask them to change the processes mm -hmm. so you're asking a lot of things to be changed to be moved from status quo and people are already mm -hmm. nervous and overworked with things that they have on their plate what's your secret sauce of getting them to agree and especially when you cannot claim that I know six months more than six months out what's going to happen that, that is a great observation and a great you know it's it's it sounds great to say well we've got to change our business processes but as you pointed out it's the the boots on the ground it's it's the people who are out there every day doing the work, it's so much harder to make those changes. They're busy people. Um, 
They're very comfortable. The processes have worked for a long time. So I don't know that I, I have a, a, a magic answer, a secret sauce, as you said. I, I think it really is about ex- expressing empathy for their their situation, understanding, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of IT people who will take a, a fairly um, almost judgmental approach to, well, you know, because the, the users can't use the new system, but it's really around empathy and change management with those um, with our partners uh, outside of IT, acknowledging that change is hard. It's it, Struggling with change doesn't mean you're you're a bad person. It, it just change is hard for all of us. And um, bringing in place, removing, changing our skill set in IT from you know a technical programmer or sysadmin or whatever in the background, focusing more of our resources on business process analysts and project managers who can actually help our our partners across the organization to make those difficult changes. I think that that's one thing we can do to be successful. Uh, in the past, I think we've taken the approach of, to use your word, saying to our partners, you should be making this change. You should be doing this. I think the approach is now, let me help you make this change. Let me provide some training for you. Let me provide a business analyst who can help put those processes in place that will make the technology effective and will allow us to to really fundamentally change how we do business. I I think that that's um, the the approach that that we can take. I, I will say, however, that that is not a fast approach. I, we cannot be, you know, when we take that more methodical, let me put a business process analyst out there, it is it is a slower process. It's the, still the right way to go because you fundamentally come out with a better solution and a better resolution. And I think my job as a, a leader in the organization is to make sure that the executive management understands that. Um, I'm not going to put in a new system and everything's going to be peachy in three months. And by the way, something could change with that system three months after that. It's just going to be a slower process, but we're all going to uh, take that process together. Uh, Does does that make sense? No, it, it does. But then I would like to bring up a question is imagine there is a tour bus and you would like to get on it and go explore some areas and you get there and you find the driver to be not completely sure of where to go and how to go about taking you through that excursion. How confident will you be to get on that bus? Mm -hmm. And the reason I say this is because it comes down to with the changes happening, you can fake confidence and fake what you know that you know where you're going but actually that's not the case with anyone including the management the IT leader or anyone else so why would anyone including the business leaders the business users the technology people who report to you to willingly get on the bus when you yourself cannot claim that you know where you are taking them please stay tuned listeners we'll be right back and explore
Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, tour bus driver not feeling very confident. How can that person make other people to get on the bus in the first place for them to uh, join that fun, which otherwise could be a fun journey because not everyone is explorer. Some people need more than saying, oh, we are going to have a fun ride, let's jump on. Mm-hmm. What do you do then? So, so I think it, it, there's a couple of things. I think it is about being honest. If you don't know the, you know, I think as a leader, authenticity really matters. It, it, we can't pretend we know where we're going. And you used a phrase a few minutes ago, we can't fake confidence. If, if we have anxiety, or if we have uncertainty about where we're going to end up, I think we need to be clear about that. But what we have to convince both our staff and our our partners across the business of is that we can competently um, react to change, respond to changes and and, um, make plans as we go along that will lead us away from falling into a swamp. You know, we have to demonstrate that we will make good decisions as we find our way through these processes, um, through these new new systems, these new uncharted systems. So I, I think that that's what it's about. It's um, being clear, being honest, having a track record of making good decisions. And importantly, when you make a mistake, because we all make mistakes, uh, owning up to that mistake and doing a course correction that gets us back into safe waters uh, as as quickly as we can. I also think that there's a shared responsibility uh, between ourselves and our business partners. It's not just the IT leader um, making the, uh, the decisions about how to move forward. It's also about engaging our business partners in the decision-making process. And 
um, as appropriate. I, I, I think one thing that's really important to do is when we're moving forward into an area where maybe our, uni- our universities or our businesses haven't been before, being willing to engage external experts and seek advice, I think, makes us look strong, uh, makes us strong, not just look strong, makes us strong and helps us to have a safer place to go. Now, so I did bring up this idea about not everyone trying to or wants to be an explorer, right? Yes. So if you if you say, hey, come join me, I, I assure you, I'm honest with you, they say, yes, I understand, I appreciate it, but no thank you. Yeah. Because you do not, because I do not know if I'm going to get to where I want to. I have my own personal agenda when I join this job, and I don't want this joy ride put more on my plate and increase my stress. So those I people think- have to be uh, tackled as well. So do we manage mm-hmm. them out, or we? What would you do with such people? You know, I think that what you have to do is understand the appetite of your own organization or the the personality, perhaps, of your own organization. It's certainly true that there are organizations where the organizational culture is to be a follower in um, innovation, not to be a leader. And so, you know, you, you as, a, as an IT leader, you have to look at your organization and see what the right thing for that organization is. In addition, I think there are some specific areas where we will never take risks because there are, we, we don't want to be leaders because the cost, we have to gauge the cost of um, making a mistake versus uh, the benefit of, of moving forward quickly. So it, it's, I think, first of all, there's room in the organization. There can be room in the organization for specific areas where we don't move forward at a, a very fast pace. We, we live with um, the, some of the legacy systems. And, you know, some of examples of that might be um, systems where the, the cost of an error is very high. I, I would not expect, uh, I, I've never worked in air traffic control, but I would expect that uh, air traffic control systems, you don't, you don't move forward in a, in a you, you move forward in a very risk averse way because literally people's lives are at stake. So um, gauging the environment and um, putting together the appropriate approach and taking uh, a more, risk-averse approach is sometimes okay. However, if you're in an organization where the organizational culture is to move forward fast and you come to one partner who is not in step with that organizational culture, um, yeah, sometimes there's an opportunity to to maybe move in a different direction or there's a peer pressure that a person sees when everybody else in the organization is moving forward at one pace and they're getting left behind a, a little bit. So being engaging each situation is really important and looking at different ways that we can bring those people along makes sense. And what you, what you just said it definitely is the case for exceptions, but then if you have people within IT who report to you, right? You spoke about a business mm-hmm. partner. 
and and they did not sign up not everyone signed up for this new day and age mm-hmm. so do we wait for us to transform the culture or make use this as an opportunity to move some of those people who have the appetite or had the inclination or maybe they would enjoy this as a joy ride to naturally convert into the keepers and the rest automatically manage out because we cannot sit and wait for this to become a consensus but at the same mm-hmm. time we cannot be seen on uh, a website as the the poorest employers mhm so how do we where do we draw the line and the reason i ask this question is because i'm trying to bring it back to our very topic is is leading with a compass so you got a set of people like troops who signed up to be following you but at some point they will always keep coming back to their own survival their own comfort and their own growth it's at the end of the day it's about them so how do you move the organization forward while keep taking care of those individuals agendas if you will some explicit some not as explicit so good question i think we have to um you know the the thought of you know when i took this job it's i i thought it would be this and it would stay that way forever unfortunately that that um reality does not exist any longer in IT it's even our jobs are going to change even as a CIO my job in 5 years is going to look completely different to how it looks now so that's um the first uncomfortable truth i think we have to uh help our staff be aware of that just because you were hired to do x it doesn't mean that that's what you're going to be doing forever what we want to do i i agree we we can't just manage everybody out so it's really incumbent on us as leaders to ensure that we provide the training and the support for people to learn these skills as their jobs change their jobs are going to change and it's our responsibility i think to give them the tools to um to change with the times However, I would say that it's the employee's responsibility to own their own career. So as a manager, I like to provide the tools, uh the opportunities, but a person has to step up and take charge of their own careers. And unfortunately, there isn't a, a career anymore that remains stagnant for for many, many years. So there are some people who if they come in with that approach that I'm going to you hired me to do this and that's all I'm going to do they may not be able to survive in the new environment but in a an empathetic way it's important for us as managers to help provide them the opportunities uh to move forward and to see, learn you, you, new skills and see your response as you use the word manager in your response and i am mm-hmm. going to look at someone as a manager to kind of think that way hey you you're responsible for your own career and you do what you're supposed mm-hmm. to and yes that's a role the way we define it but then let's elevate ourselves or those individuals select few individuals who are leaders mm-hmm. who are supposed to create not always a charisma but a reason a motivation for someone mm-hmm. to stretch themselves initially mm-hmm. to their discomfort but eventually to their to their delight to become what they mm-hmm. never thought they could become 
and 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 that's that's requires something from a leader for people to have that energy and motivation to come from within what does that take because we can beat people around the bush it would be on their head all the time to say okay take this training and that could be a manager and, and or the manager can say hey this guy is not listening let him go but it's very possible there may be some things which are under current in the organization and in the culture that may be causing this issue and should we be waiting for an initiative to come up for them to be checked for that attitude or this should be a proactive exercise where we see who all we want in the team do they have the right attitude and do they have the skills and given the short time duration that you're talking about where you got the short term to mid term focus how do you align all of this it's not an easy question but i have to pose it it's it's not an easy question i think it it gets back to you mentioned you know the difference between management and leadership and the difference between skills and attributes and so you know i think um when we look at you know as leaders we have to model some of those attributes ourselves you know that's one way i think that we can motivate or encourage those attributes of um being willing to being not just being willing to change but embracing change um embracing great customer service we as leaders have to model those attributes uh so that the that's what infuses that new approach that agile approach throughout the organization um it, but it's it is i i want to get back to that i think it's really important to provide um both leaders and staff opportunities uh to stretch and sometimes i think as technical people when we think about um training we 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 don't hesitate to send our staff to technical training but we really need to also uh focus some of our training on in those attribute areas working on how to approach change in a, in a rigorous and uh methodical way and and taking that on as a as a team and as as a um as an organization so as leaders i think we need to model it I think we need to reward people for it um and we do need to offer training cuz it is a skill set that can be learned. It's I I I think that it is difficult to do it in a short time period. I I know we talked about we have shorter windows than we used to have uh but changing a culture from you know risk averse and keeping the lights on to let's be more agile and take uh on some some more uh rip and replace our legacy systems with newer more uh modern uh technologies changing that culture takes time and uh we do have to actually take the time to do it in a in a meaningful way Let's take a quick break listeners and let's come back and discuss should we even have any managers anymore yeah. given that we have knowledge workers who are smart who have a brain of their own and they're not been asked to produce widgets for the most part especially when we deal with IT and if you are the leader 
shouldn't any manager who you given the title of a manager essentially should be a leader because the job is no longer just to get them to do the things right it is about getting them to do the right things in this fluid and environment and when you have to do get people to do the right things that means you got to be a leader so what do you do with your uh, quote unquote managers to elevate themselves to leaders so that they share your load versus you remaining as a lone warrior holding the back with whatever happens please stay tuned listeners we'll be right back Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So the question is, well, yeah, you could give a title to someone of a manager mm-hmm. supposed to, in, in, in the legacy definition of manager is someone who's supposed to do, get other people to do the things the way that was set up for them to do, like getting the things right. But then, given the fluidity that you have, we, yes, we teach people to do the right things. You can train them, but in order for them to do it with gusto, with confidence, and given the variability that's coming to the people, don't we need to move every one of these managers to be groomed into becoming a leader where they, at their own respective team level, are letting people or helping people to become the best of themselves where that fire comes from within versus them beating them on the head. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a better approach to it and then let them share the load with the top leader like yourself? Yes, I think it's really important to um, create a more leaderful organization. Uh, I, I'm not... convinced that there's not room for some, quote, management. But I do agree that anybody um, that's in any kind of 
leadership position. The focus should be on leadership rather than on um, managing to, you know, give me, you know, the in the old days, give me a status report every week of, you know, how many lines of code. I, I think that that is not at all um, helpful. I do uh, feel that it's that's quite a transformation for people, for managers who have worked in an environment where it's more um, managing uh, in, a, in an almost punitive way to leading in a in a uh, in an inspirational way. So it's 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 helpful to engage the the legacy managers in their own development into leaders. Uh, how do we make, how do we help them see themselves as leaders? How do we infuse leadership throughout the organization? Because in fact, you know, there are leaders all through our organizations, whether or not they have the title of manager. Um, so I think building a leadership team, uh, I do think it's important to work on your leadership attributes individually. Um, as a leader, I myself, I think one of the things that's really important for me to do as a leader is to really engage with my staff, really listen to what they have to say, listen to their concerns, um, really talk to them so that they know what the general goal of the organization is so that we can all steer in the right direction rather than um, prescriptively tell them, here's what you've got to do today, Uh, but more making sure that they know the general uh, goal of the organization and that they're kind of rowing in that direction. So specifically, some of the things that I try to do to encourage a more leaderful organization, it's, um, you know, frequent outreach to to my staff, um, meeting, sitting with people, uh, working with them to ensure that they know where we're going, um, expressing gratitude and appreciation when we see uh, people working in the in the right direction and doing the right thing, uh, and ensuring that the the organization uh, is a place where people can take a risk and not um, be punished for it. So there are some of the things I think that we need to do as leaders to move to move away from a punitive management style to an engaged uh, leaderful organization. So what you just mentioned about, um, you know, working with these people and asking them or maybe to, to take the task upon themselves to become leader and you go and do some coaching, mentoring and, mm-hmm. and, and supporting them to become leaders, but it still could be like hiking through the woods in the dark. Yeah. And unless there is some sort of a measure of success and or some way to recognize that people are taking accountability, you could be guessing at best of whether the preparedness of your team for what's coming next and what's coming after that, you would be you would not be sure. And if you're not sure enough, we cannot say 100% sure, then it'll be tough for you as a leader to go, how, go out and make claims to the business and also take on anything with confidence because you're only as good as a team that, mm-hmm. that, you, that you lead. 
so so what is what is the best way to get these people to become accountable or in fact i would remove the word accountability because it looks like it's outside in how can you make them countable countable which is an inside out that whenever mm-hmm. someone is looking up to me to take this thing on let me do my best so i'll do the right thing when no one is looking mm-hmm. what have you tried in that regard well i think there's a a couple of different uh, approaches that one can take uh you know i think our first of all we do any more we work in teams so there's an element of being accountable to each other which i realize is still an outside facing in uh rather than an internally um motivational piece but it's really ensuring that uh people who work together understand that their piece impacts uh everybody else and that their responsibility is it's not even to their manager but it's to their colleague and and to the their teammate i think that that's a more effective way uh for people to to feel accountable if you will i also think that fundamentally um people want to do the right thing nobody i very few people want to come to work and not have a good experience everybody wants to do the i i in my experience people want to do a good job and want to do um want to go home at the end of the day saying i made a difference today i did something that's really good um for my my students or or my colleagues or my faculty today so tapping into that internal desire of a person to really uh do something great it is the key and so it's really building on the person's internal motivation helping them it it's not so much convincing them to do something good and to do uh do the right thing but helping them know what the right thing is so I'm pointing out to them working with them to ensure that they know what works well um and letting them have that good outcome in the way that matches best to their their skill set. I I I think fundamentally people want to come to work and at the end of the day go home and say I did something good today and what we can do as leaders is make sure that they know where they can have the most impact and what it is that will count that will make a difference uh in the in the workplace. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thank you so much, Helen, for sharing your views on how a leader can go with a compass versus a map to to tackle uh, the changes that we are seeing, the speed at which we are shifting our business models, and the way even IT is getting impacted, so that we all work together, take the joint accountability versus accountability, and get to the end goal. So, thank you so much again. Right. Thank you. And listeners hope it. you enjoyed. Yeah, thank you so much again Helen and please like us on Facebook uh, listeners search for CTN. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn and please do uh, sign up for our podcast that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, 
TuneIn, iHeart, Spotify, you name it. So we are there at a lot of different places. Hope you will join us and give us your feedback. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.